Welcome to Encircled, an Energy Circle podcast where we discuss the latest in current events and digital marketing for the HVAC, solar, home performance, and better building industries. Welcome back, everybody, to Encircled, an Energy Circle podcast where everything's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> um, oh, wait, wrong show, wrong show. Yeah. Oh, dang it. Oh, I man. knew I was going to get my podcast schedule messed up this week. Um, just kidding, everybody. I'm Josh Kennan, Director of Marketing Operations here at Energy Circle. And with me, as always, is Jake Van Papagum, question mark? Papagum, question mark? Yeah. Uh, We've had a, yeah. Uh, you got it right, though. Papagum. Um, it's about time. Episode six, and you've we have now uh, referenced improv comedy, another uh, hobby of mine. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm I just love. going down the list. I'm literally yeah, just got it. I have, it's perfect. If I had had a dating profile, you've like picked all the... All the things that I would have said were my interests. (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I'm looking at uh, something, Jake, and I'm just manipulating you. Yeah. You never know. That's not good. Hey, I'm I'm be careful what you put on the internet. I'm gonna. Speaking of things you can find on the internet, uh, do you happen to know where the third largest sundial is in the Western Hemisphere? Hmm. I'm gonna say uh, not the second and not the first, but the third. The third largest. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's in Maine. <laughs> no, it is not. It is in. <laughs> it is in Carefree, Arizona. But that's oh. something I learned today. So well, thank you for uh, sharing random, that. Random and relevant fact from around the office that I have now shared with you and every podcast listener. I'm so. sure everyone's enthralled. I'm sure they're just riveted at that yeah. information. Little so thanks every- my day. Yeah, great. The, the the life, the glamour of a content red at Energy yeah. Circle. Apply um, now. Yeah. Apply now for, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks everybody for bearing with us. Thanks for being, <laughs> thanks for tuning in again to the, the shenanigan show. Um, and uh, we've got a really good show actually today with some really, really exciting topic of conversation. Um, later on the show, we're going to talk a bit about DIY versus managed websites. So that'll be, that is something that's near and dear to all of our heart as an, as a marketing agency. Um, but I know it's also incredibly common questions we get asked about web platforms. What's the difference? What should I go the DIY route and have someone manage it? Should I have someone build it, manage it? We're going to get all into that in just a bit with our guest for today's show. But first we're going to go into a little bit of hot takes, a little bit of hot takes. I think Jake, um, first, first up, is fake news and misinformation. And before you turn off the podcast, because I know, <laughs> I know, everyone's sick of it. Everyone's sick about hearing about it. But from the marketing perspective, it is something super relevant to us. I think we all know that there's been a lot of, a lot of, what, what, what how do we put this, Jake? Um, <laughs> a lot of uh, contentious debate over the fake news and misinformation network, right? Yeah, and, and, and now looping that into fake ballots and <laughs> exactly and i mean there's been, processes it's, it's everything it's all kinds of fakeness right. and misinformation disinformation the difference what what does it all mean so from the marketing landscape we just wanted to touch on something that has come up in in a couple different scenarios of the last couple weeks as it relates to looking to 2021 one of the biggest right. things around fake news and mis- misinformation we wanted to point out is that it is super obvious at this point that uh, i'm just starting off on such a great note covid 19 is not going away that's what we're being told. Man, <laughs> exactly. everyone's listening to this podcast. And I know everyone comes here for the puns and just the humor, but we're just gonna we're just we're just throwing it at you today. Heavy stuff. Um, 
Heavy stuff, yeah. Um, no, it's it's not going to go away. But what does that mean for us looking into 2021? If we're if it's not diminishing like we thought, all obviously thought and hoped it would. We have to have a really clear, concrete uh, look internally at ourselves, at our content, and make sure that what we're putting out there is solid, right? I mean, right. we we have this this scrutiny around around COVID nineteen misinformation, especially around our industry with things like air purifiers and these different manufacturer ma- manufacturer devices and things that have a bearing on it. It's just really important that we are uh, at collectively within the industry with as marketers, as, as contractors, um, even as manufacturers, looking at our content, making sure what we're putting out there is solid right. and beneficial to the consumer. It's super, um, obviously we want to get, we want to help people and we have services that help with you know, legitimate things, but it's come, it's become really clear that, you know, everyone is, is in need of, of auditing themselves, making sure what you put out there, um, is super concrete, more important than I I think probably ever in this space around, around the COVID-19 messaging. Now that the election's over, the spotlight is turning to back to more normal. Well, maybe not, but a, a little bit more normal uh, sort of topics of discussion, more normal news cycle. And and as that changes, there's obviously going to be more things under the microscope, um, quite literally and quite right. figuratively um, to to make sure we're, we're buttoning it up. So. Yeah, a normal news cycle where where the pandemic is basically in the background of every story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, exactly. you know, but yeah, I, I mean, I, from a, Early on this year, you know, we've gone through a lot of waves of kind of recommending how our clients handle this this whole situation, and uh, we've you know getting ahead of how you are doing your processes is one of them. Making sure you have a statement, and then it moved into like what kind of you know what kind of products can our industry um, install or help homeowners to better understand, and talking more about those products in relation to this pandemic that's still you know kind of in the background. So. We have just noticed a rise in scrutiny, basically, on that material and on that content. And because things are changing and, you know, honest, the virus is changing faster than, like, the FDA can approve things, basically. Right, right. So we can't really, you know, even though a, a certain technology may be tested against COVID and, and is used in another product, like, we can't just make those jumps to say that something, you know, is effective against a virus and and. And I guess, you know, our, our advice now is like, keep scrubbing your content, keep staying on top of it. Um, yep. you know, keep, uh, checking your facts and making sure you're on kind of the right side of, I mean, being cautious, but still, you know, giving correct information. So, right. Um, well said, I think, uh, you know, and if, if anyone has questions about how to even begin that process, um, whether, you know, you, you, anybody who's listening works with us or not, we can give you some tips on, you know, where do I even start with making sure that I'm following, you know, some semblance of, of, um, you know, a good information track, but, um, so the, I think that's a good time to segue into what, what I'm really excited to talk about today, which is really DIY versus managed. And I right. think, you know, how we were talking about it is that oftentimes, you know, where, where does e- either bad information, purposely, you know, ill-informed information um, come from, you know, on the internet, obviously there's all kinds of places, but it all starts with a a website, a presence, some kind of, some kind of uh, platform. And the, oftentimes that's DIY, right? So anybody in the world can go build a website using any kind of DIY platform that they want and start putting whatever they want on it and start publicizing it through, through Facebook or or Twitter or whatever. Um, 
So there's a lot of misconceptions around that, around you know the, the legitimacy of DIY websites versus a managed website. And so with that, I would like to welcome to the show our lead developer at Energy Circle, Ranga. Hi, guys. Hey, how are you? Hey, Ranga. I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. I mean, we're doing all right, you know, um, all things considered. But I feel like I, I say that every episode, don't I? Yes, yeah, you I do. say that every consider episode. everything, uh, it, all things considered, which is yeah. another radio show. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, Ranga, thanks so much for being on. We're I'm excited to have this discussion. I feel like this has been such a point of focus of conversation <laughs> lately with both our clients and just in the greater our greater you know marketing peer groups and things like that. Um, so you yeah. know specifically. Uh, I think I think Ranga has pretty much been established as as like the superwoman of Energy Circle when it comes to developer, <laughs> um, sort of sort of this powerhouse development um, and in 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 tandem with the rest of our team uh, um, coordinating things. But we we wanted to have Ranga on to discuss this um, sort of a, a sort of around I guess Ranga and you tell me if I'm framing this right. But the common mis- mis- and misconceptions around DIY websites and then really what's the difference between that and a and a managed website approach like we offer at Energy Circle. Is that fair to say? Yep, that's right. Okay. All right. Great. Great. Um, cool. So I guess let's start off with talking a little bit about what are some of the most common misconceptions about DIY websites? What are what are some of the things that you're you hear people say all the time that either is possible or isn't possible when it comes to sort of these DIY platforms? Uh, the first thing they say is like, I can have a site up and running in like a day, whereas a managed website takes a long time to build. Yeah, you you could have it in a, up and running in a day, but you know there is so much behind the scenes that you really need to fix before you put it up on the internet. Mm-hmm. All those things, the speed to market is actually not a day as it is advertised. It, you still need to spend some time on it, developing your brand, making sure your... Uh, brand is properly highlighted and built on the internet. Yeah, that's you hear that all the time, especially when we talk about um, timelines, yep, right? Like, well, right. How, what, what can I expect? How long How long does a web build project take? And you say like, you know, six to 10 weeks and you're like, what? Yep. Um, yeah, but you're, you hit the nail on the head. It is it is quick, but it's also quick to go buy a cheeseburger from yep. McDonald's versus cook dinner, right? Yep, totally right. different experience. Um, sorry, McDonald's. We still want you to sponsor the podcast. Um, <laughs> This is not a dig. Okay. They're delicious. We can really push the breakfast all day thing. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Come on. Um, sorry. (laughs) So, um, totally, totally hear that all the time. Um, what, what, what would you say uh, aside from that, you know, it's relatively quick. Like I can build one quickly. You're, you're right in what you explained, but what else is, is another common myth or misconception that we hear relatively often? It's the, the fact that it is cheap. It is not actually cheap. Uh, you build up the site and then you realize that you want this particular feature, which is not there. And then you, but you still need to have it on the website. And then you go, go out and hire somebody to do that for you. Then it's like, you know, making, piling layer on layer on layer of code, basically patching the whole website, which you end up with a huge mess instead of making it as streamlined as possible. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. So it's kind of um it's kind of like buying a really cheap car that you have to work on over yep. time, mm-hmm. right? And instead of yeah. buying the newer car that's a little more expensive um that's not going to have as many as many problems. And you know, maybe it'd be good if just just for everyone listening sort of um 
if we defined, I guess, a little bit more about DIY versus managed sites and give give a couple examples. So um, when we say DIY sites, we obviously mean uh, DIY platforms like Wix, Squarespace, um, things like that. Even even WordPress could be a DIY option, right? If, yeah. if someone is savvy enough to, to manipulate the back end of WordPress. But when we say a managed site, we really mean a, a, an agency managed site, a platform, which we use WordPress and Drupal. Um, the two biggest, I, I mean, Rango, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, This, but the two biggest open source platforms in the world, to my knowledge. Yep. Um, You're right. And Great. Awesome. Um, so the reason for the reason we prefer those platforms, they're extremely powerful. They're extremely customizable, extremely um, malleable to whatever our clients might need, right? Not to say you couldn't have a good experience with the DIY site. We're simply saying a managed site where you have an agency, a, a, a developer, a, a marketing team actually managing it. That's what we mean, a managed site. We happen to use WordPress and Drupal. The difference is, is, is that a DIY site, you're just putting some, you're putting things up over time. You're kind of trying to do it all yourself and then managed. You have a team that's actually concerting that with your other marketing efforts. Yep. Um, so a couple, I guess a couple things, now just sort of setting the stage a little bit, um, a, a couple things we had discussed was specifically around performance, because I know when we were talking, uh, you mentioned a lot of times people go to Squarespace or a sites or things like that, and they's like, oh, it's super fast, or like they tout that even, right? I mean, and 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 Squarespace, we also would like you to sponsor the podcast, even though it's probably not going to happen since we're a conflict of interest. But um, people tout that as a as a thing, like it's super fast, it's super easy to build on. But I think there's a lot, you know, when we were discussing performance specifically, you had mentioned a couple of things that that were really important. I think you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, the first thing you know when it comes to any of these DIY sites is they don't really see what your site needs. They just load everything, all the plugins, all the themes, all the assets, everything is loaded up for you. And you just use that and your site is still producing all that content on the front end. Whereas with a managed website, we control what we want to put out to the front end and what we want to show on the web page. So that way we are actually reducing the number of assets, the number of files that we are showing up, thereby increasing the performance of it thereby increasing the page load time, which is a very important point for conversion because people are not going to wait like five minutes for your page to load up. They they need it quicker. The quicker, the better. That's how people are browsing the internet these days. There are quite a lot of websites out there. If they don't find your website fast enough, they're just going to move on to the next one. So you need to make sure that you're putting out only the files that are absolutely needed for the website to perform and not everything that is that is available for you. Right. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, when you talk about a cost, uh, a more managed custom approach, these are the details we're talking about, yep, right? Like you have, a, you have a team sort of sitting there and cherry picking, like what are the things you actually need Neat. to be loading versus just pushing the whole cart forward and yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. It slows it down a little bit. This still works. Um, but these are the optimizations that we we've been discussing. So, so from, to kind of look at this from like, from a user standpoint, mm -hmm. um, if you let's say you're taking a you know a we'll, we'll call it Wix space Wix space website right that in order to get it to look a certain way it takes random number let's say 50 lines of of code mm -hmm. and what you're saying is that we because we are managing a website and using it like our own expertise we can take those 50 lines of code and truncate them down to less yep a lot less so that the site performs quicker mm -hmm. and faster which 
then benefits your search engine visibility because yep. we know that Google, you know, obviously prefers sites that perform well. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's in theory safer. I would assume there are some security. I'm assuming that there are security benefits as well, but I don't actually know that. Yeah, you were right. Uh, it is quite, quite secure because we control the entire code base. We know what is there in each of the individual files present on the website. Whereas with a Squarespace or any of these DIY network, you don't really see anything that's in the backend. You you don't know what files they are loading. And if you know if one of the sites gets hacked, then the code spreads across the entire backend. And you don't know if you are a victim of that. Whereas with the managed solution, we know exactly what is going on. And we 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 are aware of when things could turn bad and we we stop the damage before it is done. Right. Right. And and that's a that that makes me also think about backups. I mean, in terms of things that are, you know, prevalent in our the way we manage it, we have backups and redundancies, right? In case in case things do get damaged or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in most DIY websites there aren't. No. There yeah. yeah. Even with in our managed environment, like we have like multiple environments. Which what we call as the development environment, the testing environment, and the actual live environment. So whatever changes we want to do, we go and test it on the dev or the testing environment first so we know we are not messing up the live site. Whereas with all these kind of websites, you don't really have an, an alternative site where you could test what you need. Like, do you really want the content to look this way? Do you want the layout to look this way? All that cannot be tested on a live site. Right. Which is not av- available other than, you know, a managed website. Right. Yeah, the Seahawks yeah. aren't running their trick plays on game day. Like, they're practicing them on the practice field, you know, <laughs> the safe zone. Yep. And then they take them out on the field. Exactly. Great analogy. Um, I don't know much about the Seahawks, but I'm, assu- I'm assuming they run trick plays. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Um yeah, that so it also it also makes me wrong. I think specifically, you know, backups develop, you know, these redundancies we have in place. It's not to say that you couldn't have a sophisticated website on a DIY platform, but most of the time, the reason people would use a DIY platform is they want to save money, right? They want to they don't want to have to pay the big expense of a design and a build and have the management month over month. Um, but I think one of the things that we we talked about that's most interesting to me is this. This this scenario we we encounter a lot as as marketers, where we come uh, to this junction of marketing services being down this road, and then your website being down this road, and it, they really need to be running in tandem. Right. The integration between your marketing strategy and your website, both from your brand, from your you know everything that's on your website, depicting not just who you are as a company, but the conversion elements. Right when they're detached, when you have someone running your bits of your marketing, and then you have either no one managing your website or, or, or another company managing it. The difficulty is that they're oftentimes not speaking to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think from, from, um, you know, if, if I, if we, if we look at our, you know, our clients, but personally, it's really difficult to separate them. And the DIY structure doesn't allow for a really, um, simple way to, to do that. A managed website means, or an integrated rep website rather means you have a Ranga who is developing the site. You have Mark, you have, content writers like Jake, you have marketers like myself and, and other people on our team or any any other agency managing in tandem with the uh, those different departments. They're, everything is cohesive um, because you, you need to know what the left hand is doing if you're the right hand to be able to make informed decisions. 
Um, I think I think that's something that we take for granted a little bit um, in terms of the way we structure it. But it, it, anyone who who works with us at Energy Circle or has worked at an integrated marketing company knows the benefit of that in having your website managed and worked on consistently with your the team that's actually doing your outbound marketing and advertising. Um, somebody put in the show notes: page builders don't make you a designer. Um, Jake was that <laughs> that's true. Uh, oh man. <laughs> I I think, I think the thought, I don't know. I think the thought here was we often see the super pretty demo demo sites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, they look great, right? Like if you go to any like demo (laughs) site, you're like, wow, oh my God, LeBron James's site is built on, on, you know, what did you say? Wix space, whatever we're calling the amalgamation of <laughs> and it looks amazing, you know, but <laughs> the truth is that like those, des- the design and the time that has gone into building that are, are in- enormous, yep. right? It's just, it's just the same as if, um, you had a, a started from a blank slate in WordPress or a theme or, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of theme you like and started designing it to customize your brand. So, uh, I think myth bust, you know, if we had to put a, put a, you know, a name to it, myth bust on, on this section is that just because you have a templated or a DIY site doesn't mean it's going to look great at yep. the end. Um, you still got to have good content. And Ranga, one thing you mentioned sort of along that line was that it, not just about speed, but also when you look at the other elements of, of, of the market sort of marketing stack, if we looked at the purpose of your website through Google, you know, to, to appease Google and then to get customers are different, they're different tracks, right? And so on the SEO side of it, code structure is really important and yep. you don't really get a nearly as much um, opportunity to manipulate that. Is that true? That, uh, that's right. Like uh, with a managed website, since we own the entire code base, we have the extreme f- flexibility to manipulate the data and to manipulate the code to make sure that the h- elements we want highlighted get highlighted the right way. Like if when Google is indexing your site, we make sure the we push, like we say, like, hey, Google, this is the important content. Like make sure you index this. And whereas if it is a user coming into the website, we show them what is required. Like we show them the front end. We tell them, okay, here's the content you're looking for. This is, you know, this is the CTA on the page. Like we pull the uh, user to the, the correct point as we want them to come to. And we know what to give Google because we have control over the code base. Whereas with right. uh, any uh, DIY websites, you don't know what is going on. You, The maximum you would probably have is like, uh, have the opportunity to change like, you know, a piece of content on it, your meta tag or your description. That's about it. There's nothing more. Like I, with a managed website, we make sure we push in all the schema that is required for Google to index the right content so that it knows what this website is giving out. With right. with all these DIY websites, you really don't have that much control over it. You can't go and tell, okay, this is the about page and Google will not know it is it is the about page. Yeah, so that that's really that's a great um, point, and I think functionality is something just in the greater scope of the website. I mean, obviously, we want to, like I just said, we want to appease Google, but we also need to make it functional for what we need to do, right? Technically, both technically as well as anything we need to customize. So, one of the managed website. Uh, things we had discussed was how difficult it can actually be when you're trying to do anything outside of the box. And you mentioned it earlier, like if you if you start trying to pile on like custom integrations or something like that to a DIY website, that can get a yep, lot trickier that's than right. you might think. And uh, with a DIY website, you really don't have that much control. And 
you really don't know what what can be done to extend the functionality of the website whereas with a managed website we can do whatever you want the pie under the sky you know it's possible but with a diy website you are stuck right. with whatever functionalities they already give you and even if if they say oh you could use this plugin and extend it you wouldn't really know how to use it unless you have a developer who's going to do that for you which again a developer will not have that much control over the code base and he will not be able to give you the full functionality that he could when he's doing it on a managed website right right yeah that's that's a really good point i mean how many times have we had you know all of us probably have had experiences with lots of different folks who who started off on on one of the diy platforms um, and they just keep trying to like bake functionality into it. That's mm-hmm. not native to the platform and it becomes kind of MacGyvered together, you know? And so when we like, you know, go and look at the back end of the site and we're like, there's a lot here, you know, there's a lot of things here that are sort of kind of patchworked in. Um, and, and I think that the car analogy we talked about also applies here. It's like, you can buy an old clunker and you can op- update it over time. But if you start doing too much to it that it was never meant to do, it becomes kind of a mess. Um, and then when you inherit that, it's it's tough to know where to start, right? Like if you if you start off DIY and you start off small and you're all you're you're gonna keep everything clean and then eventually go manage. But if as soon as you start putting mission critical things in there that are either customly or uh, integrated that are kind of tough. And then you all of a sudden want to hand this off to a marketing firm or just, or to anyone to say, Hey, great. I want to work on this and continue working on it. It's like handing it off to them with, and, and ask them to do it with yep. one arm tied behind their back in a way. Um, and I, I say all that because I know in our discussions, it's, it's part of what we're, we're bringing it up is that we don't want anyone listening to think that we think DIY websites are that serve no purpose or that they can't be used effectively. Just think through the finality of what do I want this to do and get, make sure you, you think through to not just what I need right now and today, but what I would want to use, you know, next year, where's my business going to be in two years, five years, things like that. Am I going to want to do e-commerce eventually? Is there anything that I need to integrate with like a custom API or a CRM or service titan or something like that just thinking through those things early on can save you i think everyone would agree a whole lot of heartache probably later on yeah it's kind of uh if i can make another analogy it's like buying a clip-on tie versus when mm. you actually can tie yourself right except we tied the tie for you yeah and it only becomes a problem when somebody tries to grab you by the tie and then you they right. realize you're just a it's just all a sham like yeah you're just a you're just a schmuck <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, it was my sister's wedding. I didn't have time to learn how to tie a tie. I went and bought a clip on. Sue me, okay? Um, Definitely worth a nip. <laughs> Knew it was going to come in somewhere. Got it there, in. There it is. There it is. Um, well, for anyone listening, you know, we did, that was Robbie's cousin, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know where he was from. I don't, that was very. He's from all it, over. It almost satisfied okay. my Donald Trump, uh, my need to do a Donald Trump impression when you said <laughs> fake news earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as much as I would like to go there, and you know, I, you know, I would. I, yeah. I won't. Um, but yeah, Robbie's cousin will be our will be our shoe in, um, at least. Robbie's whole family works at Energy Circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, clearly. Um, I'm sorry. Um, oh, man. So, Ranga, I, I guess. Sort of one last thing to talk about here um, is this thought of build. You know, where do we start? Right, we want to give folks a roadmap. Like, if if they needed to build a website tomorrow, or they have a website, you know, we talked a little bit about the 
we feel, I think that it's the virtual representation mm-hmm. of your brand. So you need to have a strong foundation, but I think this is Bill's uh, quote, Bill Dodson at Energy Circle. I'm not sure. Maybe it's wrong. I don't know. Who may, who came up? I hear Bill say it all the time. But building quality first is something that you should be thinking of. It's a necessary evil. It's not uh, in 2020, you know, almost 2021, what, there's no short shortage of options of how to build a website, right? But no matter what you choose, you should build quality first and do the, do the work on the onset to build something that's going to last do you think that is that is that you know a good summary? Would you add? Yeah, to that? It, it, I would definitely uh, agree with that. Uh, you need a strong foundation for the house. If you're going to have a weak foundation and then build a, I don't know, a, a three-story building on top of it, it's definitely not going to stand. You need to build a strong foundation, even right. if it's just going to be a single-story building. Right. Exactly. That that's a good way. That's a great way to put it. Um, yeah. I mean, and nobody's starting their business so they can yep. downsize. Right. Like you're right, not going right. to downsize your website. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it's website. Say that like a control. valley girl. Yeah. Say that like a valley girl. <laughs> you're going to like downsize your website. <laughs> I, I thought it was the Californians from SNL. Like, yeah, exactly. What are you doing here? What yeah. are you doing? Um, no. <laughs> so that, that's a great way to put it. Like we, you should be thinking about it as the foundation of your marketing efforts, right? It's, it's your, it's, it's the virtual representation of your physical brand, but it's also the the structure from which your business is literally built online, right? It's from it's how Google views you and indexes your information. It's how your customer experiences your brand and how well likely they are to convert. And it's also the functionality of the things you want to do down the road. So it's definitely important to to build a strong foundation and just build that quality first, so you don't pay the price later. Um, well, guys, with that, I think we're getting a little close on on time, but we did have a, um, I think this is, am I reading this right? A lightning round? Not lightning, lightning round. round. Not oh, lightning round. Yeah. Someone around the show asked, but a lightning round. So are we going to just, are we going to get enlightened or is it going to be lightning? Like, An oh, enlightening sorry. round. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's supposed to be like lightning from the sky. Not, I got it. All right. Got it. Okay. Like well, encircled and lightning. Get it? Yeah. Okay. Right. Exactly. I get it. I get it. Uh, we're going to do a lightning round with Ranga to test her development chops with some acronyms. She has not seen these notes, um, which I will swear by. So, for $100 million, Ranga. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not going to do it, Jake. I thought I was going to do it, but I'm not going to do it. So, could you please just quickly define these terms? I'm going to give you three seconds to answer. I'll do the first one. I'll do the first three. Jake, you do the last two. Okay. So, all right. So, time is ticking starting now. So, define SSL or HTTPS. SSL stands for the Secure Sockets Layer. HTTPS is actually the secure version of the Hypertext Transfer Protocol, which basically means like whatever communication you're doing with the website is very secure and nobody else can listen in kind of thing. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. Uh, <laughs> CMS slash CMS CRM. is actually the content management system like uh, Drupal or WordPress or craft, or any of these things are called as the content management systems, which basically are the framework that drive your website. CRM is your customer relationship management software, which is Salesforce or Pipedrive and other softwares like that. The judges are telling me that's accurate. I have no idea. Platform versus framework. Platform is actually uh, the Apache platform or you know the, the core software that is driving up your server. And framework is what is sitting on top of it, like your Drupal or your WordPress websites that produce your website. Very good. Jake, over to you. Uh, Number four, can you define DNS? 
Yeah, DNS is actually the domain name server. So what happens is on the internet, every server is actually referenced by the IP address and giving out IP addresses for everyone to reference a website is just not going to work out. So they came up with the DNS, which basically is you type in energycircle.com and then you know your uh, DNS server will look up that name and say, oh, it is living on this particular IP and it goes to that IP and pulls out the website for you. So DNS is actually domain name server. This is... Oh man, some of that stuff, like when you start thinking about what the internet is doing, sometimes you're just like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, for final answer, question number five, (laughs) what is hosting slash server? Hosting or server is actually the place where all your code base is even residing or where that's their home basically. So that's where they all live in one particular place. And then you're basically pulling out all the information from that. Well, we gave you a 50-50 shot on that, and uh, looks like you pulled it off, Ranga. <laughs> you remember how British how, Regis Philbin? What is yeah, that? Yeah, how Regis used to like pretend like you didn't get it when, like, when they did get the. Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He'd, he'd say, "Well, it was a rough go there." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to build that suspense. That's what yeah. you know. He was he was the king of that, like building that suspense. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, thank heck. you for indulging that, Ranga. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great job, by the way. All right, so we were told that you got you were supposed to have a question to ask us. Did you have one that was supposed to stump us? Which I know is impossible. I, but. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have one for you actually. All right, let's hear it. TLD, TLD, TLD. Um, I, I'm, I'm just trying TL- to think of internet words like that start with those letters, and then I'm just going to put them together. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say TLD stands for Techfest Lunch and Dinner. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> no, nope, unfortunately on. not. Oh man. Uh, TLD. Uh, t- a tethered light domain. You're almost there. Am I really? Ooh, I one word of it is right. <laughs> one word was right. Domain. Domain, domain is right. right. Yeah. Uh huh. So what's the right answer? Top level domain. Top oh man! See, we were close. Yeah, I got you were one close. Word. That's that's way yeah, yeah, better. Yeah. That's the most internet I've known ever. It's I'm just hungry. I didn't eat. <laughs> I didn't eat lunch. So or I mean, tech, that's where or tech fist. Tech fist. I don't know. I'm trying to make it fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking tech, talking dev. I I don't know. I went for it. Raga, that was great. Thank you so much for that. Um, I, I guess just any, you know, if there's anything to be looking for, you know, as we sort of wrap up to to looking at next year, um, I think what we, you know, content needs to be rock solid, right? Evaluate the the the, the efficacy of your site um, and, and whether it's structured to put you in a good position. Is there anything else you would want to leave um, listeners with or, or anything we didn't cover for looking at 2021? Yeah, think about how you want your website to perform in 2021, and now would be a better time to, you know, make sure that everything is working right for you. And if you need to fix the foundation, fix it now. Good call. Good call. Fix it now as we're, in, you know, start, sort of cruising into winter, and that way by spring and summer, we are not in the bad shape, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially awesome. if you've got like a promotion or something you're starting right at the first yeah. of the year. Like, that's a great excuse to to d- dig some money into the website. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys are, if anyone listening is curious, um, obviously, just like always, you can reach out to us with more questions, questions for Ranga. Probably don't direct your dev questions to us. I mean, I mean, we didn't know what TLD meant, yeah. so <laughs> we might I don't send know. you back. Tech fist question mark? Yeah, mm, I'm down. You tell me where and when. Um, <laughs> no, but send us your questions and we'll get them to askec at energycircle.com. And we, we do this every time, but that's right, Jake, isn't it? It is. Okay, all right. Um, so askec at energycircle.com and give us any questions you have for, for, for dev, for websites, questions that we didn't get into or questions you want answered in another video. Um, but uh, Ranga, thanks so, much, thanks so much for being on. Thank you for having me. So moving on to a couple questions, actually one question. Um, that's kind of a big one. So we just did one this week, but our Ask EC segment this week, see the Ask EC email does work, everyone. Yeah. This is a legit question. Um, <laughs> we are reading these, definitely. No, we are, I promise. It's not just um, for Josh to sign up for free trials of uh, like BarkBox. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Holly's right here. She would know. I mean, yeah. Holly, what do you think? She's just wagging her tail. She's Holly like, is yeah. a dog. Yeah, okay, good. Great. Holly's my dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not my child. Um, <laughs> so uh, this week, the question was about project management. Where do I get started? Really, really good question for having this week because obviously project management, a lot of it is is sourced from your website, like your, your managing of your projects centers around what happens on your website, people submitting their information or, or customer interactions, portals, things like that. So the question was, where do I get started with project management as a contractor? What are some of the best options and how do you know where to start? So I think it's a, it's a pretty broad question. There's a lot of project management solutions out there. Um, I think the, the bigger questions asking yourself just along the lines of, uh, of what, you wanna, what you want to be able to accomplish now, just like with your website, and what you want to be able to accomplish a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, etc. So when you're thinking about project management, what do you need to have baked in? Are you a contractor that's going to want to have a customer portal where you have people... You have people that need to come and log in and they need to be able to, uh, you know, have their have their interactions to there, get information, give information, something like that. Um, do you need to have shared information from for all of your staff? Who do, who needs to have it? Is it is it just you know back office? Is it everyone in the field? Is it is it both? Like what does that look like from from your project standpoint? Of who need where does information need to be centralized, both internally and externally, from a customer standpoint as well as a, as a staff standpoint, and start mapping that out. So when I think about what do I have now, my needs are okay. I need to be able to interact with everyone in the back office needs to have a shared file system. Well, obviously there's lots of options there. Dropbox, Google Drive, you know, Box, um, uh, different options for shared shared file management. Um, even Microsoft, of course, offers this as well. Um, so starting there with your back office and figure out how do I want to share information amongst the team and manage projects that way. And then moving on to the internal, uh, anybody, anyone in the office and anyone in the field, do they need to have shared information sources? Do those need to be different? Do they work on the tools that the team's going to have in the field? Is it going to be something that works great on an iPad? Can, he up, can we update it quickly? Um, and, and thinking through those, answering those types of questions about what kind of interactions do I need to have will lead you down to picking a better choice because inherently some things are much more integrated to that end, right? Like Google Drive is, every, I mean, excuse me, um, what are they calling it now? It's not even called G Suite anymore, but it's called something. They call it something different, uh, don't they? Yeah, I can't even. I can't even remember. Let's Google it. Uh, let's yeah, um, give it a goog. 
<laughs> Google Workspace. That's Google the new Workspace. name. I see it right um, there. Recently rebranded. Um, but I will never not say G Suite because I've said G Suite for like 10 years. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so Google Workspace. Um, I don't know who's on their marketing team that came up with that. Um, that's about as good as Zoom phone. <laughs> um, if you're asking me, that's just a real zinger of a product name. Yeah. Um, hey guys, uh, we're going to come up with a phone uh, service for Zoom. What should we call it? Eight weeks later in five committees. Yeah. You're going to love it. It's going to be called Zoom Phone. Um, <laughs> I bet they came up with like a lot of good ones and like they market tested it and they were bummed that that's what came back. They're like, dang it. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> like really? Everyone liked Zoom phone? Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm taking a vacation. For the I, blame of I blame us all. I blame us. I blame us also. Um, but sorry, you know me, king of the derailment. Um, Google Workspace is great because it integrates with everything. It's email, it's, it's chat, it's um, file storage. It's all kinds of stuff baked into one um, it, versus something like Dropbox, which is a little less integrated. It's mainly file storage and, and centralized file management. But then also thinking through like what of these integrates well with popular contractor softwares like Service Titan? Like what integrates well with my website if I'm going to go the DIY approach? I mean, some, you know, definitely not going to get everything on uh, off the shelf integrate with a DIY website. A managed site, much more likelihood that you'll be able to integrate, you know, things like Google Workspace or, or Dropbox or things like that with the back end of your website for things like form fills and customer interactions and, and, and things like that. Um, centralized documents or whatever that you need to be able to send people automatically when they sign up for stuff on your website, like a case study or something like that. Um, so think through those questions about what I need to have internally to make my team efficient, my team in the field, my team in the office, and then what do my customers need to be able to interact with me and then start putting those pieces together and in looking at what functionalities those companies offer. So what, what does Microsoft offer? Google Drive, um, you know, all the different options um, that that I can get to make a good decision. Because w- we all know once you start down that track and you've got everybody on the same platform, it is super hard to turn around and get everybody to pivot and, and switch to another service or another platform or whatever. My main advice, honestly, is after you answer all those questions, if you feel like it's just too much and you can't you know, wrap your head around how am I going to how am I going to structure all this is to reach out to uh, either a company like us or another, um, you know, specific person who under a uh, specific business rather that understands the contractor technology loop, the technology stack that goes into customer interactions as well as yeah. sort of like office and in the field interactions. It's definitely better to have a good plan that you might pay for in terms of how I'm going to integrate all of this project management um, software versus getting five years into it, realizing how terrible it is, and then trying to deconstruct it and switch to something else. So again, build quality first, make sure that you're putting in the work on that front. And if you have any questions about, you know, specifically like what do we use or what do we see contractors use? Um, that's a pretty big um, topic we don't have time for today, but feel free to shoot us any follow-up questions at askec um, at energycircle.com and we can we can try to get those incorporated in another format. Clearly, there's a lot of questions to answer, like, and there's not going to be one a, a one size fits all. Like, and you know, right. I mean, if if you have other contractors like of similar size to your business that you talk to, like, you know, that's probably a just as good of a resource as well as far as what's working for somebody else of the same size as you or of the size that you want your business to get to. Um, yeah, that that may be a good yeah. P- a peer group yeah. would be awesome group. or something like that's that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Oh yeah. Peer oh yeah. Group. Okay. Oh, well, there you go. Um, a peer group is, is great for something like that, especially if there's one, you know, getting involved and then helping each other. Like they might be 
totally kicking ass at project management and they've got their tech stack just down to a science and maybe they're not as good at, at, at sort of, I don't know, you know, growth of accounts or something like that. And there's a lot of value there. We've heard time and time again from our clients of that, um, of that benefit of being involved in that. Yeah. There's an awesome webinar on peer groups, uh, on our website actually. Um, so yeah. just a quick plug for one of our previous webinars. Speaking of plugs, um, I, I think it's time to plug the webinar in, in proper. Um, mm-hmm. Webinar is going to be on a little bit of a different schedule uh, or has been on a little bit of a different schedule. Thanks, everybody, for staying tuned into our newsletter, which I know you all read religiously um, every every week. Um, and if you don't, it's great. It has all of our, it has got, it's got all of our um, webinar schedule information. It's got recent blog posts, all of our content we put out. So be sure to subscribe if you're not subscribed to our newsletter for the latest on everything Energy Circle in terms of webinar, podcasts, blogs, all that good stuff. Um, weekly webinars with uh, y- yours truly here, Jake VP and Peter Tros will be back in, ar- in earnest and uh, webinar Wednesday at five Eastern time four central. There we go. Um, and, uh, you can catch us always here every other week, uh, on the energy circle podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. And, uh, we are serious about feedback. Like we've said before, it doesn't just have to be a question. It could also be some, you know, a more of a topic or something you're interested in, in learning more about, or, or just a, a marketing, uh, discussion in general, open a, a dialogue with us. We're always interested to hear what listeners think and better ways we can integrate what you guys care about into the content of the show. The only thing you can't um, request is less bad voices from us. Bad that's impressions. Right. That's right. If bad. you request less bad voices, you're going to get more. Yeah. <laughs> you may, I may take an entire episode in character. You can request we, that we do we them better, but we'll say no. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we'll say no. We'll say no. No. Mm-mm. And that's the way the that cookie crap. crumbles. That's not even his catchphrase. I don't know why I said it in his. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> what is that? Regis Philbin does Walker. Walter yeah, Cronkite. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're getting into some pretty in- Inception-like yeah. uh, characters here. Um, this is great. <laughs> Again, like we've got you never we've know. Got faces for podcasting, man. It's. Exactly. I've always been told. Uh, My mother has said that to me for years. So yeah. All right. Um, well, thanks uh, again to Ranga for for you know answering our many our many high level questions and uh, and you know kind of pulling the curtain back on so many of these dev things that that are that are so uh, kind of I mean they're ubiquitous and they're also mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere, but they're nowhere the same time exactly behind the scenes they're 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 in the ether somewhere but yeah thanks so much for ranga for being on and we're looking forward to more dev discussions in the future and with that we got to wrap it because we're uh we're out of time all right so thanks everybody thanks jake all right for more information on how we can help your hvac home performance solar or better building business please visit energycircle.com this has been an energy circle podcast